So say in the song, there's, it's talking about Jesus in the cross, right? So there's different, more than different ways you can illustrate the cross. You can have it where, you know, he's actually pinned to the cross. So you put your, your hands, you know, out like as if he's being nailed on the cross. Or you can have it where he's actually carrying the cross, you know, because he did. He carried his cross up to, you know, where he was going to be uh, killed at. And so, you know, with that, that can be taken differently, right? That can bring so much emotion differently, whether it's him being nailed or whether it's him carrying it. It means it means the same thing, him and the cross, but it can bring different levels to it. And so even with him carrying the cross, you know, that's like a sim that's the symbol of, you know, him saying, Hey, you know that pain that you're feeling, that worriness, that despair, that sorrow that you're having, I'm carrying that for you. Welcome to Theology and Therapy. I'm your host, Alicia, and I'm currently a therapist in training who aspires to help the Christian community. Being that I am a student, everything that I say will come from my own research and or experience. And this podcast is not to be a substitute for therapy. I highly encourage you to seek a licensed mental health professional in your area. Okay, now that that's out of the way, I hope you enjoyed this session. I don't know about you, but... I have, through my years of of living, there's been times where I don't feel God's presence. And I was in the shower one night, and I was really, like, thinking about that and how, you know, the Bible tells us that, you know, the Lord never leaves us, right? He won't leave us nor forsake us. And his presence is always there. He's always there. He's around us. He's with us. But there's been times where... I don't feel it. And, you know, the Holy Spirit started talking to me, and it's that it's not that he's not there anymore. It's that I left his presence. And there's, I don't, I I really hope that you understand what I'm saying when I say that there's that feeling. You know, it's not anything that happens like, oh, something tragic happened, and it's always like, God, where are you? Where are you? But it's more of like this feeling, like this aura that something's missing, right? That something's missing or there's something that's, you know, it's strange. And it's not, it's usually the times or around the times where you haven't been reading your Bible, haven't been praying like you used to, you haven't been worshiping, you haven't been ushering in his presence. You haven't been in his presence. And because of the lack of that, you know, of because you have left his presence, you you feel this type of void or this emptiness. And it's, it's, it's so strange that, you know, that happens. And it's because of the relationship. When you have a relationship with God, um, you feel it. You know what I mean? A lot of people, there's this like big debate between are you religious or do you have a relationship? And, you know, those that have a relationship knows what it means when you don't feel or when you've left 
his presence. And I am in the shower while I was thinking about this and just really like praying and, and talking to God. It's think of it as for those who may not understand, think of it as your partner, right? You're in a relationship, maybe you're um, married or just, you know, dating boyfriend, girlfriend. And after a while, there's nothing that's happened, you know, different. But, you know, usually it's like the women who says, you know, you we don't hang out like what like we used to. Or, you know, something's missing. We we should go out more. You know, it's because that feeling of that love, right, is missing. And so you you feel that that void, that that different, you feel that shift. And so what do you do? You commune. You say, hey, let's let's go on a date tonight or let's go on a date Friday. You you start communing with your partner because you're trying to get that love back. You're trying to get that feeling back because maybe y'all been so used to just doing the day-to-day, you know, get up, go to work, eat, go to sleep, and do it the same the next day, right? And so you're like, well, some, you know, we haven't spent time, something's missing. And so you try to rekindle that. So going back to God and you leaving his presence, you know, maybe you haven't been reading your Bible as often as you should. Maybe you haven't been um, communing with other like-minded people. Maybe you haven't been praying, talking to God, walking with God. Um, Maybe you haven't, you know, been worshiping. And so what you should do or what naturally you would do, right, in a relationship is you will go back to try to rekindle or try to get that feeling back. And so, um, you know, that that just, like, hit so hard or hit so heavy with me because it's like, you know, wow, it's it's so easy for us to get out of his presence. It's so easy for us. We get the things that we pray for. We have life in it where we have it so abundantly and it's so joyous and it's so fulfilling that we forget who gave it to us. We forget where it came from. We we now we prayed for that thing, right? We pray God, you know, send me this job or, you know, let me make this amount of money or let me do this 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 and we get it. And so then now that has become that took place of what God was taking or what God was in our life before we had it. And so now we get so consumed with this new job, with this relationship, with whatever it is that now got your attention that we forget to pray. We forget to worship. We forget to give thanks. We forget to usher in his presence and to be and sit in his presence that now we have this void. We have this this feeling that we just can't understand because we walked out of his presence. Like I said, he's always there. He's always around us. He's He will never leave us, but we can leave him right? Sometimes we leave him. And, you know, God gives us free will. It says he stands at the door knocking. All we have to do is let him in and bring him back, right? Bring him back to let him in into our world, into our life. And so, like I said, that just really like hit, hit deep. I didn't really have anything to to say as far as a session, but that was just like moving for me to me, you know, because, and then, and then even then I thought about like, because I mime, um, back 
at my old church, I mime, and I even mime here at um, where I'm at right now. And, you know, with miming, that is like my greatest form of praising God and worshiping God. You know, some people it's singing, you know, some people it's, you know, sermon itself, you know, praise and worship, uh, whatever have you. Mine is like actually like miming. I'm physically praising God and moving God and, and, and just glorifying his name, right? And I know that with mime, you're, you can kind of look at it as you're doing it, I guess, for the congregation, which we all know that we're doing it for God, but the congregation is being moved and, you know, all this other stuff. But for me, like when I'm out there, I literally don't see faces. I literally don't see faces. Yes, I see bodies. Yes, I know that the congregation is there. But for me, it's more of a vertical me doing it for God versus a horizontal where I'm trying to really connect to the to the um, congregation and trying to, you know, usher in on all this. It's like, no, this is my time to really give God the glory. And for you know, anything that you do, you know, you always practice. You practice makes perfect. And so no matter how many times I practice a song, I know that song through and through, in and out, right? I know the ad-libs. I know what's coming next, whatever it is. No matter how many times I practice, when it's showtime, when it's time to actually worship, I always end up doing something different. Always end up doing something different. Within my whole, you know, worship, there's something that I change, whether it's a movement, you know, whatever it is, there's always something that's different. Because when you know the when you know the song, it just flows through you. Right. And then when you are confident in the craft that God has given you, you're able to do different things for one thing. Right. So like example is like a cross. So say in the song, there's, it's talking about Jesus in the cross, right? So there's different, more than different ways you can illustrate the cross. You can have it where, you know, he's actually pinned to the cross. So you put your, your hands, you know, out like as if he's being nailed on the cross, or you can have it where he's actually carrying the cross, you know, because he did. He carried his cross up to, you know, where he was going to be uh, killed at. And so, you know, with that, that can be taken differently, right? That can bring so much emotion differently, whether it's him being nailed or whether it's him carrying it. It means, it means the same thing, him and the cross, but it can bring different levels to it. And so even with him carrying the cross, you know, that's like a sim that's the symbol of, you know, him saying, "Hey, you know that pain that you're feeling, that worriness, that despair, that sorrow that you're having, I'm carrying that for you." I hope you enjoyed this session. All resources mentioned can be found at theologyandtherapy.com. If you would like to be a part of the Spill the Tea portion of our session, please email us at alicia, A-L-I-C-I-A, at theologyandtherapy.com. If you would like to be anonymous, please state that in the email. You can also follow us on Instagram at theologyandtherapy. Until our next session, have a great week.